Hello there. Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast that brings you news, views, and a little bit of comedy. Last seen in the annals of Canto Bite, following our sacking for Grievous Bodily Harm against a droid. It won't be happening again, I assure you. That's why we end up here on this podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Mark Asquith, the uh, ever so slightly more charming one. And joining me today, as ever, he's got some new specs. We call him Specs Appeal, not to his face. Not because we're scared of him. It is, of course, the man, the myth, soon to be legend upon his death, Mr. Gary Aylert. All right, dude? All right, dude. Here he is. Yeah, I don't want to get legend status just yet. I don't want to die. No. So I'm happy with myth at the minute. Myth will do. Yeah, myth. You met Gary? Ah, it doesn't exist. Sure. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mythical. Mm -hmm. Myth. So what's been going on, dude? What's been going on before we get to the Patreon stuff, before we get to the news? What's been going down with Gaz this week in Star Warsville? Mm. What's been going down? Um, I've been playing some more Battlefront 2. My uh, my son's gone through a massive Battlefront 2 binge over the last few days. He's studying as well. You know, it's all good. It's half term down at this, down this end of the country and... Uh, yeah, so he's he's thrown a few hours in study, but then the rest of the time, mate, he's just gone fucking nuts on Battlefront 2. Unbelievable. So every time I go into his room, which is dodgy at that age, got to be honest, you have to, you got to time that pretty well. But all I can hear is, like, from, for fuck's sake, oh my God, oh my God, he's behind you, oh no, no, lightsaber, like, just going nuts. So I go in there and he's just, he's going nuts on that. So I installed it as I crept up on him. He didn't even know it was me in a round because he plays a lot of um, uh, Heroes versus Villains or Hero Showdown, whatever it's called. And uh, yeah, I whipped him up a couple of times. He didn't even notice it was me, idiot. Even though he saw my, you know, I don't know. So uh, loads of Battlefront 2, dude. Whipping up the boy, schooling him in the worlds of uh, the world of Star Wars video games and whatnot. And getting excited about Celebration, dude. It's going to be a sweet weekend. We've, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've booked a few bits, haven't we, for that. It's going to be good. Gone back on our word. On that one, not paying for that, end up paying for it. Yeah, we've got old Ewan, old uh, Aiden, good old Aiden, as I call him, Anakin. I'm just going to not even pretend that I'm just going to call him anything else. And uh, Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, and I've, and honestly, I've booked Apollo Creed <laughs> just because who gives a shit about seeing him in Mandalorian? <laughs> like, people of our age are just like, whatever, man. Like, I get it. It's great to see you working, all right? But let's talk Rocco, you know? And also, I feel like you need to just go up to him and just clap him with an Arnold handshake. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many times are you going to hear that? Make it legit. Otherwise, it's just a, all right, mate. Yeah, right. So you've got, you've got to do something from, let's be honest, you've got to do something from Rocky. No one cares about anything else that he did. It's got to be Rocky. I mean, it's got to be. When you see Hayden, you're just going to rock up with flyer that you found on the floor. Sign that. Lovely. See you later. Mm. Get to Apollo. You can have like a rucksack full of Rocky merch oh, yeah. that you own. Get to sign everything. <laughs> In it. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's, it's, yeah. And you sort of, I always want to bait them into saying lines from the movies without them realizing that they're saying lines yes. from the movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's like you know what oh, you Apollo you stay down there right it's hard isn't it when you're getting a bit older <laughs> isn't it uh, do you know I'll stand up it's what it's too bad we gotta get old that's right <laughs> that's right Apollo it is you'd have to say that but I appreciate you doing it oh, and just like a co- I sort of want to call them by all of the like accidentally by all of the film role role names that they've ever done. Do you know what I mean? And they think that you've done it accidentally, but yeah, you're just legit. Hello, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. You, yeah, good. Dylan, where, which side do you want me then? <laughs> which what? Which side? Which side, mm. Dylan? Oh. What Too many pencils in? being pushed. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be good. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to going to Star Wars Celebration just because I've never been to one before. We've been to a lot of events and mm. it's clearly going to be the same sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, but sort of with no expectations, like we've not booked any of the parties, like there's a Boon to E4 party that's like sold out, like not doing any of that. Just go and see what the crack is for the first one, you know? Yeah, stealth mode almost, just to, to suss it out, see what's going on. I'd imagine people flock to us anyway. They'll be like, have you heard the... Uh, Spark Rebellion boys are in town. Uh, where are they? I don't know. Yeah. This is backfired. I think what we should do, you know, get some stickers that have just got Spark Rebellion and then the web address, sparkerebellion.com. Uh, no WWE. Don't even say it's a podcast or any of that shit. <laughs> don't say any of that. <laughs> just put it on all the tables because like, if you don't say what it is, people are like, that's a really good URL. I'm going to go and look at it. You know what I mean? Marketing works. Yeah. Gorilla. Saw it. Okay, There's so going to be a lot of podcasts, isn't there? Everyone does podcasts now. Yeah, a few people. All right, let's do that then. Let's get some stickers done. Mm. And we'll just, yeah, we'll get a ton of them done and just deposit them everywhere. Hotel. Literally. Yeah. Thousands of them. And just sparkrebellion.com with the logo. Doesn't even need to say anything else. Get it on. The people are like, what's this? Yeah. Don't mention it's a, yeah, nothing. Just keep it, keep it loose. Have you got a credit card, please? Just to hold on the room, sure. Oh, just drop that then. What's what's that? What's that? You want to keep? Oh, go on then. Go on then. No, not the card. Oh, last you year's. Keep the sticker. There you go. Last year's inside paper, isn't it? Oh. Oh. Put that in the bin. Oh, just. There it is. What's that? Oh. She's a Star Wars fan. Oh, you're not. <laughs> no, she is. She is now. She's going to hey. go to this URL. <laughs> Here's one. <laughs> totally not related to Star Wars. But have you been watching that? Uh, have you been watching that? What's it called? Oh, bollocks. <laughs> yeah, that go- that, that yeah. golf documentary on uh, on Netflix. It's brilliant. I haven't yet. I can't remember no. what it's called. I know what you mean. Dude. It's good. It's, it's very, very good. All right. But then there's a, there's an episode on Ian, Pol- Ian Poulter. Pulse. Right. And he's, he has no idea that he's David Brent. He like, <laughs> they sat down, right? In his house, in his mansion, you know, as you do. And, uh, Woman goes to him. You can sort of hear it's a bit off camera. It's like, right, straight up then. Are you going to join Live Golf Tour? And he like looks at the camera and goes, am I going to join Live Golf? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what can I say? Opportunities. Yeah. (laughs) And then he like smiles at himself, but then does that blink where he like looks at the camera and then sort of back at you. You're like, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, you need to watch it. Uh, it's on the list, dude. Yeah. It is good. I met Pulse very, good. very briefly. 
Oh, it's a bit of a bell end, isn't it? A couple of years ago, or a few years back, the missus was doing an event at, um, oh, what's that golf course, just as you get into Wales? Pretty famous. Uh, oh, Wales. Wales golf course. <laughs> Uh, they've had the Ryder Cup there once before, I think. Anyway, they were doing like this golf day and there's a few people there. Pulse was there. And uh, I was like, oh, Pulse. Uh, I called him that as well because I knew him. I thought, like, oh, Pulse. Uh, you're looking forward to the next Ryder Cup because you're like Mr. Ryder Cup. You must be well up for it. And he's like that. Not yet, mate, but closer to time, yeah, I'll be up for it. Cool. Nice one. Yeah. Not up for it now, but all right. Right, I enjoyed that, mate. See you later. Can't have a point. Yeah. Arrivederci, Pulse. I'm going to talk to Westwood. He's a big one. Yeah. Strong lad. Big, strong lad. Good. Moving on. Star Wars. All right. Let's get to some news because we've talked about everything but Star Wars there. Uh, what is going on? Well, first up, we're recording this live over on our Patreon, which uh, is pretty badass for three quid a month or three... American bucks a month, if you so wish. You can also get access to the live streams and some of our badass stickers, or you can just go to Star Wars Celebration and pick a load up off the floor. But if you do want to get a mail to you and you want to join the live streams, like our good friend Sean and Kevin and all the rest of our amazing patrons, you can do so at sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. Now, let's talk the Mandalorian. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, so according to Star Wars Newsnet and everywhere else, the Mandalorian Season 3, Pedro Pascal teases epic battles with many Mandalorians. All it is, it was on Jimmy Fallon, right? It was talking about The Last of Us, and he's, Jimmy Fallon said, what's the deal with The Mandalorian? Because it's coming out next week, which is mental, by the way. He said, what's the crack? Pedro Pascal, to paraphrase, just said, can't really say that much. All I will say is, there will be more Mandalorians. A lot of them. Big epic battle? Plural? Maybe. Now... Just, you know, not much of a story, but it's quite exciting because Mando is out next week. It, I, I think a lot of the criticism that came from, like, the Book of Boba Fett, those Mando episodes, you know, um, probably rightly so, you know, the fact that we, we saw a bit of Mando and we probably shouldn't have done, uh, it became a bit too Skywalker saga, which we all loved. So it seems like they're probably going the other way a little bit with this one. I think we're going to, you know, it seems like it's really going to be a Mandalorian story. Um I'm hoping for sort of less freak of the week stuff and I'm hoping for, I think Sabine will, will, will make a, an appearance. So I think it's, um, it's just interesting, man. I think it's hopefully lean into the Mandalorian creed and creed <laughs> and so on and so forth, you know? So it's, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting, but yeah. What say you? You're hoping for more Mandos? Yes, absolutely, dude. I think the Mandalorian has been one of the best things really to come out of the, um, out of the Lucasfilm shed for a, for a few years now. So as long as the story remains tight and the characters are are still relatable and you can connect with them, then absolutely, man. I'm loving The Mandalorian, like many people. I assume this news is going to make Liam Neeson livid, though. Absolutely livid. Because he said recently, didn't he, that it. all the spin-offs are diluting the, the magic of Star Wars. So he's not going to watch it, and that's down to him, ultimately. But I will be, and so will you. Mm. And that's it's a funny one, that isn't it? The thing. It's not. No. It's not in for this week that Liam Neeson one, but we should probably just talk about it now because it's a good point. Like, what do you make of that? Like, I sort of get his point. I'm not saying I don't like all the stuff that's coming out, but mm. there was there was something badass about it just being Star Wars, the films, and like he was talking about it being the mystery of like the Jedi and Star Wars, which I do sort of get. 
Like, you don't want answers to everything. Um, yeah, true. And, and yeah. despite the fact that I like it a lot more these days than I did when it first came out, like, the solo movie is a great example of it. Like, we just, it was all right, and it was, de it's a good, it's actually better on the rewatch, but did we really need it? It was sort of cool that Han was a bit mysterious, you know? So I, I, I do get where he's coming from with that. Yeah, I do. Totally. And it's, um, well, um, it's, it's always a tale of two halves, I think, that train of thought, because on one hand, if there was nothing else, then we'd be out of a job. I don't mean this is our job, but you know what I mean? It's like we wouldn't be <laughs> sod to talk about. So there's that. But on the other hand, it's, um, I don't know, I think the world is so rich. The, the world that, that George created was is, is so rich and has got so much depth to it. It'd be a shame not to not to explore it and, and do that stuff. So I think there's just that tightrope you need to walk, I guess, you know, with with expanding it, but not going too nuts. Like you mentioned with Solo, we didn't need to see, you know, Solo meeting Chewie and doing all that stuff. Didn't, just didn't need to. You, 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 there's various versions of that in the comics and you just read it and like, yeah, that was cool. So you didn't need to see it. But So I don't know. I agree with him to an extent. But on the other hand, the world of Star Wars is too too big and rich in uh, in storytelling potential to not do it yeah i i agree and it's yeah it is awkward isn't it because there's like the uh the, you know you can get tiresome of marvel films which frankly i think i am you know i think everything after endgame has just not been that good apart from spidey and that was just because it was spidey and you had the other guys back at, whether they redeem that later or not who knows but it's just not been as good that is it played it just hasn't been um, yeah. The missus said to me the other day, "Are you not going to see the new Ant Man film?" And I'm like, yeah. "Probably not. I'll catch it when it comes on Disney Plus, probably." Before rewind, before Endgame, I'd have been like, "Yeah, I've already booked tickets." Yeah, same dude. Yeah, and I, no, I've felt the same way. I, granted, I have seen Ant Man. I went to see it last weekend, but um, I didn't watch Thor: Love and Thunder. And, and when I did watch it on Disney Plus, it was shocking. Um, and it like shockingly bad like it makes Phantom Menace look like Metropolis it is <laughs> really <laughs> oh yeah the screaming goats didn't get you know oh gosh it was just like <laughs> Taika Waititi was brilliant in Ragnarok and he was like you know that yeah do more of it and it yeah, just yeah. didn't work <laughs> anyway um, so yeah alright Liam Neeson you win for now yeah for now maybe you it's just win, a sour yeah. grapes Qui-Gon's not been involved in hardly anything since The Phantom Menace. Who knows? Well, it's called Qui-Gon, isn't it? Not quite still around. Oh. He'll have, have that. Have it. If we were recording this in the morning, he wouldn't have done that. Because he wouldn't have had enough cups of tea. I've been trying to cut like my tea that. down, you know, actually. I only have four cups of tea now, I do. Normally, I'd, just, I'd have at least 15. Honestly, and that's not a joke. I would have at least probably 10, actually. It was bad times. Really? Mm. bloody hell I thought I drank a lot of tea I have about five I think cups a day pussy speaking of which Grief Karga Creed <laughs> speaking of which uh, that's uh, it's called a link in radio is that um, right oh it is uh, I don't even know why I'm doing this story because I've not watched the clip because I don't want to spoil the Mandalorian right in the show notes, there's a link to the Superhero Hype website, right? And in this link, you'll find a video where Grief Karga basically sounds like he gives Mando a job, right? I have not watched this, 
So this is cracking news from from us. Uh, the reason I've not watched it is because I don't want to spoil the Mandalorian. From me, I'm actually going into this pretty pretty uh, empty. I don't really know too much about the the next season, which is kind of nice. Have you watched it? No. Oh, we're just moving on. <laughs> moving on. We haven't watched it for right. that same well, there's a link reason. if you want to watch it. It's in the bio. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm like, uh, the idea sounds cool, but I don't want to watch it. So, has anyone done where they take the Mandalorian, Mando, and Apollo Creed? And they just dub the voices with Rocky and Apollo. Has anyone done that on YouTube? No, not to my knowledge. But I am shocked. Now you've said that. That's this weekend sorted out. In it, so. I am well up for that. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's like, have you seen the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Darth Vader? Hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah. Talking of Arnie, has anyone seen the Predator dub? No. Oh. Sam's back. Hi, Sam. We're just recording. It's all right. We'll leave it in. We don't do editing. You all right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I was going to say something then. <sighs> That's X-rated. Right. Etiquette. Next story. Etiquette. Go on. What were you saying? It's in no. the Arnie what? No. Uh, the Arnie overdub of Predator. Classic genius. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm love scared. stuff like that. <laughs> I also like bad lip reading. Have you seen those? Oh, brilliant. Some of those Jeez. are amazing. Aren't they <laughs> hilarious? Oh, yeah. my word. Well, He's more <laughs> clips of The Mandalorian may be on the way soon because, that's right, The Mandalorian Season 4 has already been written. Ooh. Right, John Favreau. Uh, there's a link in the, in, the, in, the, in the show notes as well. Um, He's, he's just said that they've already written season four. It sounds like him and Filoni, uh, they've done it, he's done an interview and he basically said that because we were doing post-production on season three, um, it made sense because we had it in our heads and it made sense to kind of continue the story because it is all one big story and, and we're writing so many other things. The implication was that we've got Ahsoka and everything else that sounds like it all plays into one big story. It sounds like they almost had to get season four at least outlined um, in order for the other bits to fit in. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, that I didn't expect that, if I'm honest. I didn't expect it to be that far. I don't know whether it's, I can't see the scripts having been done, but the writing part of it, that seems, that seems reasonable, man. I mean, you know, it seems to be quite a way in front, but then does it? Mm. Because is it coming out in next March? Are we on a March release schedule again or what? We don't know, do we? So, yeah, don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's interesting though. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting though, from a from a production point of view, I've, I'm always fascinated by that. Whether writers on TV shows have got like the entire thing in their head, literally the entire story, but then they break it down into chunks, and it's like that's season one, two, and etc. Or they just do it as like a expecting the show to not be renewed, and then when it does, then they hop into writing mode again and get it done. It's a bit like um, you know, on Twitter, some of the some of the writers of various shows will put, um, they'll create a writer's room channel where they post little nuggets and share little bits and pieces. There's one for um, Stranger Things. And um, a few months ago, they posted on there, it was just a picture of a whiteboard and it just said, it had the logo for Stranger Things 5, I think, yeah, season 5. 
So you knew that at that point that they were kicking off the writing for it before it got to production. It seems like this has been done the other way around with old Fav. It's like while he's been working on season three, it's like we might as well get this done. You know, no one's got Fav a director's chair out with like Man S4 on the back. The nope. Fav, no one's done that, yeah. But I suppose it makes sense if because it's, it feels like they're like custodians of this entire sort of mini universe within the other main universe. So it's sort of like they must just be batting ideas around all the time. So I can see why that does happen. You know, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, and it makes sense as well from a from trying to tell a coherent story from season to season as well, because that sometimes mm. does sort of rear its ugly head on some shows where. You watch one season, you think, oh, that's amazing. You watch the next one, you think, who the fuck worked on this? Because it certainly wasn't the people that did the last season. This is... Rise of Skywalker. Disjointed and weird. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, not to stray too far from home. The the Rise of Skywalker suffers from that a bit. So, yeah, I think this is going to be better off for it, dude. Defo. Yeah, I agree. Hey, speaking of Rise of Skywalker, um, that is a film. And (laughs) there is a rumour that we're going to get a five-year plan of Star Wars movies announced at Star Wars Celebration. Um, so there's a bit of a there's a bit of an in-depth piece that's out there on Star Wars Newsnet, um, which, which pulls together a few different interviews from Jeff Snyder. Um, and he, he's done a few interviews, basically. It, it comes from like the Hot, um, hot Something Mike podcast, I forget the name, uh, plus The Hollywood Reporter, and drags them all together. Basically, the premise is that they're speculating that we're not just going to get one film announcement at Star Wars Celebration, uh, but that they also, Disney, are desperate and sort of by hook or by crook will be filling the December 2025 release slot. So two and a half years for a $300 million production is pretty freaking tight. Um, so there's a bit of speculation that might be the Lindelof, Damon Lindelof um, uh, movie, just because yeah. that's, again, from what they're speculating, it sounds like they believe that is probably the furthest along. Um but then Snyder has also said in a previous interview on a podcast, uh, much like this one, that you can you can expect a five-year plan that they're going to be announcing pretty soon, whether that is at Celebration or not. Um, yeah, I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to get panels announced once all the, I think we've got the guest last guest announcement on, is it Monday or the 27th? Whenever that is. Matt, yeah, it is. It's Monday. Monday, yeah. That's the last guest announcement for Celebration. Then they'll put the panels together based on those guests. Um so it would, it would not surprise me whatsoever if we got a movie announcement. The thing that I want to kind of pick up on, because I think that's that's sort of a given, is that five-year plan, man, again. Mm. Know what I mean? Just give over with it. Just go, right, that film's coming out, that film's coming out, that film's coming out, nothing, at, like, we're good. You don't have to do, like, a big five-year plan, you know? Don't have to do the slides, put your PowerPoint away, because you did it last time, and look where that got us. So it's... Yeah, I don't know. What do you make of that, dude? Is it is it is is this a risk of Disney making the same mistake that they did last time, or have they yeah. learned their lesson? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's just to keep shareholders happy. If I'm being honest, I think those guys just need to have their have their money bags massaged every now and then. And if they if they know that there's stuff in the pipeline. What have you got in the pipeline? If they know that they've got that stuff coming up, it sort of keeps them happy and simmering away for a little bit. If everything's just dead quiet and nothing going on, then those guys are like, look, we invested because we want to see some return. And we're seeing 
Jack, you know, sod all. So what's going on? It's like, ah, don't worry, don't worry. We've got this five-year plan. It's like the most cliched of a thing. It's like we've got this five-year plan and we're going to fill it with blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't come... To, they just don't seem to learn that. It's like the the um, the the basis for making a Star Wars film is so uh, delicate these days is that you cannot commit, you cannot say this year it's going to be that film, that film, that film, unless you've got a Kevin Feige or if you've got somebody that's... Um, like really taking the reins and just taking no nonsense from anybody unless you've got somebody like that and unfortunately lucasfilm doesn't because kath's very much like she's that style of management where it's like i want to hire way smarter people than me to run the show and that's all well and good but the thing is you lose a little bit of um when you need to tighten the reins, you can't because you've employed these people that are so passionate and so cool that you get pulled in loads of different directions and then you can't commit properly. Whereas someone like Feige, he's like, no, I'm the dude. I'm the guy that's like, you know, if you want to get a film made, you come and see me. I'll tell you if it's a good idea or not. So it's like the opposite to, to Marvel. So in that respect, they just should can this whole, let's do the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, whatever it might be. Um, but the cool thing that, well, the thing that could be cool is if they do announce stuff at Celebration, because whenever there's... And dude, when they get the panels announced, we have to make sure that we're on the big the big panels, because that's the ones... They're the ones that go apeshit when they're like, let's bring out, you know, whoever. And they're going to talk about some random Star Wars thing for 55 minutes. And then for five minutes, it's like, oh, by the way, we've got this new film coming out. And everyone loses their mind and there's a little sneaky trailer and stuff. So on that basis because only selfishly because you and I are going to be there I'd love them to announce that stuff and do all that but for the well-being of our sanity just bin the five-year thing doesn't go anywhere I agree man I agree I hope they've learned the lesson I really do I really do but we shall see uh, there's a piece flying around from Collider um, which I don't really know why they've written it if I'm honest <laughs> uh, you know what spurred it on I have no idea however uh, Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith redeems the prequel trilogy and it's a nice it's a nice little read go and read it it's in the show notes and it goes through I'll, I'll talk you through the headings uh, Revenge of the Sith brings it together right Revenge of the Sith <laughs> Revenge of the Sith legitimizes Anakin's arc okay uh, Revenge of the Sith doubles down on the action Revenge of the Sith ends the trilogy as it should it's in because it's a nice little article that just sort of, I think, reflects upon, you know, uh, the prequel trilogy not necessarily being the strongest. But Revenge of the Sith is by far the strongest. And I think if you were to, for me, the kind of, um, the, the the in my head, like the head canon version of that movie is the book, mm-hmm. um, the Stover book, because that's just excellent. And, and it rounds out a hell of a lot. And it's... Um, I think it's interesting to reflect on like uh, Revenge of the Sith as it sits in the canon now as well because it's it's uh, it's sort of the centerpiece of everything, you know. It's it's where everything really starts. You could arguably get rid of Attack of the Clones and so on, and you know, I mean, we needed the Clone Wars to make Anakin's fall look like a proper fall, you know, not just a Jesus, that's a bad day. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's just sort of a weird little article because it's almost a. I don't know, it's just an op-ed kind of piece. There's not that much to it, but it's just a 
it's just a nice little read that um, reflects quite quaintly on Revenge of the Sith, which is an important piece of the saga. Um, so yeah, what do you make of this? Do you read the article? You know, what's what? Do you agree with some of these points? You know, how Revenge of the Sith feel to you these days, almost twenty years later? Yeah, I agree with you. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice little piece, and it's um, it's the sort of thing that I think is cool to see because it keeps the when somebody does opinion pieces like this, it keeps that stuff in sort of rolling within the public eye, if you know what I mean. It doesn't get lost to like, you know, the abyss where nobody, you know, when everyone stops talking about stuff. So I think as long as different outlets and blogs still comment, comment about Star Wars stuff that's been and gone, I think that's a good thing. And um, it's the sort of thing also that you and I used to write when we weren't doing review pieces, when we used to do our DC uh, blog back in the day before it was a podcast we used to do pieces like this on various you know various graphic novels and films and whatnot so i think it's just a really nice way of of sort of keeping it rocking and rolling um but you know i i, I agree with most of it i think it's just basically saying like in a nutshell the prequels were shit in comparison to the original trilogy but this one raises the game across the board for those films a little bit because of how good or how good most of the things are in it. So, yeah, I like it. Check it out. Check yeah, it out. have a little read of it. It'll be interesting to see how that's weathered in in a couple of years. And I, I, I think it'll, you know, when it comes around to twenty years, it'll just be a. It will be just very interesting to see what people feel like about Revenge of the Sith, because um, you've got a generation that 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 you know the prequels are Star Wars them you know and it's, it's that's, that's the strongest of them mm. um so very very interesting yeah just like you said nice nice little opinion piece that we'd have probably put out back in the day um which it's always nice to get that stuff off your chest i think sometimes sort of you know reflects on on um things that probably shaped your view of certain bits of pop culture so yeah quite interesting um right speaking of films you bloody love a collector don't you you love you bloody love a steelbook I see it in your <laughs> eyes. See it in your bloody eyes. Right, all it is. Disney is 100 years old this year. And to celebrate, they are re-releasing um, the original Star Wars trilogy in a 4K Blu-ray steelbook format. A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi on May the 2nd, 2023. That's a miss, of course, two days early. And <laughs> it, uh, it, it's a funny one. Doesn't look like there's any tinkering, no remastering. Doesn't look like there's any. Uh, certainly in the in the article, um, so they've put not containing the much wanted original cuts, original version. Like, of course not. Ooh. They're not going to be on there, are they? Be awesome if they were, but it's not going to be. Um, so all you're getting is a nice box because you can get this on Disney Plus. Um, nice for collectors, but. Probably a no from me, dude. Mm-hmm. A no from me as well. And I should say, though, it looks like they're all individual. They are. Yep. Yeah. It's a no because it's got the... the. I know this is the point, but it's got the big Disney 100 on the front. I don't want that. I don't like it. Yeah, so, I get that. That devalues it for me. Even though that's the... In, that is the whole reason why they're doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's you know. the point. But yeah, just that Disney 100 and then the Star Wars thing. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to get, I don't want to turn up at Celebration and someone just gives me a right hook for that, you know? 
but I'm not having it. That's, nah. Nah. Same dude. Same, same, same. Um, right, moving on then. Daisy Ridley. She has just said she has got no idea whether she's going to be back for Star Wars or not. I feel that Ray's story ended in a wonderful way with the last film. Hmm. I'm not sure about this one, you know. Nah, it's bollocks, isn't it? I think this is a bit of a... Look, Mr. Garfield, are you in Spider-Man or not? No, I'm not. That means you are. Oh, I I am. That means you're not then. Just keep guessing, yeah? I think this is one of those things. Because there was a story before, wasn't there, on uh, uh, that you mentioned back on Star Wars Newsnet. And they had commented that Daisy Ridley mm-hmm. had been meeting with Lucasfilm mm-hmm. pretty regularly over the past few months. And although in this interview, she's saying that um, she loved her experience and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, she feels like the story's done for that character. She does also say in another interview that she'd love to play Ray. She doesn't say like tomorrow, but she just says at some point. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's um, – because there's also whisperings, isn't there, that the people that – most of the cast that were in the sequel trilogy, one of the announcements that – this is probably bollocks, but one of the announcements is for a new film that's going to star those guys. They're all going to come yeah, back yeah. to do something. So that kind of makes sense. So, I don't know. I think this is a little bit of that going on, like a bit of side eye, like, no, I'm not back for as Ray. No. Or am I? No, I'm not. Definitely not. Absolutely, hundred percent not coming back as Ray. I am. No, I'm not. Might bloody have to. Might have to now. Now you've said it. Oh, you lot didn't want to. Imagine if she said didn't. that and didn't even realise that she was saying it. If she said, "Might bloody have to now," because she is quite British. She's quite posh, isn't she? Quite British. So. Yeah. Or oh, guess uh, might bloody have to. Custom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love. Don't go on about it. Easy. Calm yourself down. No one's asking. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> no. I think when you look at the. <laughs> no <one's asking. laughs> apparently, the Lindloft film is set in that post Rise of Skywalker era as well. Um, yes, yeah, apparently. Apparently, it so. sets, sets off a new saga or mm. a new. You know, I don't know, man. It's. Don't know what the appetite is for that at the minute, but surely we're going um, to see High Republic stuff mentioned and announced, though, right? I thought that was the plan. That was the grand thing. That was going to be the new mm, direction. The multimedia, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we will see that. I think we're going to get that in the acolyte. That's like late High Republic, early Republic. Um, right, right. Yeah, I, th- I think you know. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think this is where the risk is as well. You know, the books are can be confusing you've got to be a fan to want to go right i'm going to read these books which are like set in this year and then these ones in this year then these in this because there's like four or five eras in the current canon there's like high republic just before pre-prequels there's (laughs) prequel era including all the clone war stuff there's like um age of the empire age of the rebellion stuff and then all the gaps between the original trilogy, which are really like richly filled out in all the comics in the canon. Then like all the Mando stuff and then Rise of Skywalker sort of sequel trilogy stuff, that resistance stuff, all that guff. And then after that. So, I mean, like you can't do too much. You, you end up being Marvel and nothing's 
nothing's coherent. And it's, I think for the casual viewer, that can be really confusing. It's like, where, what is going on? You know, that's, I think that's always a risk when you, because mm. Disney Plus appeals t to everyone. It's not just the geeks like us. Like they've got to sort of toe that line for everyone, haven't they? Um, which Liam I think Mason can be quite right. challenging. Liam Neeson might be right. Of course he is. He, yeah. Wouldn't say that to him. Not to his face. No. But I'm scared of him. Well, a little bit actually. A little bit. That's a big subject, dude, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, Liam Neeson. Well, not just Liam Neeson, but the whole Star Wars fatigue thing. Incoherent storytelling. Too much going on. Yeah. I don't know, man. Is it too soon as well to bring them all back? Is it too soon to do a a, a film with that lot in it? I don't know. I don't know. It depends because I suppose it depends what you're going to do. But, you know, you've also got to argue, like, do they have enough star power? That's true. That's you know? true, yeah. I think, uh, well, what's his name does? Poe. Oscar Isaacs. I think he does. Is he a list though? Is he like, put him on a poster and people go to the movies to see it? Is he that big? I think out of all of them, he's probably the the guy at the minute, wouldn't you say? What's what's John Boyega been in recently? Don't know. Same oh, was, I mean, that's the thing. Two out of three of them, I, they, I don't know what they're doing. And it's like, suppose they can lean on... I feel like a lot of the reasoning that they made Luke or they made Jedi be able to interact with things much more prominently not just sit on a log but actually burn shit and touch shit and catch shit and do stuff was so that they could just get mark hamill back anytime and basically have him just be normal luke without being oh you're dead you can't do like 30 percent of stuff no no no, i can that's like i'm basically the same you know i feel like that's <laughs> sort of why they did all that i'm basically the same in it yeah like, what's the difference? Mm. Yeah, I guess. I think it's too soon to bring them all back. I agree. If the Rise of Skywalker was an absolute smash, then fine. Just, yeah, opportunity. Build on it, yeah? <laughs> the momentum, just keep it going. But the fact that that was such a bomb, not enough time's gone past for fandom to be like, oh, God, not this lot again. Whereas yeah. the prequels that supposedly bombed, but they didn't, a little bit, enough time went past that when Ewan McGregor was announced to come back as Obi-Wan, just lost their shit. And then Hayden's come back, everyone lost their shit. Mm. I don't think that that's happening with the pre with the sorry, with the sequel dudes yet. Not yet. Well, the people for who the sequels are Star Wars quintessentially are just not old enough to be like, Oh, it's a people from my childhood. Exactly. Not enough time has elapsed. Yeah. Elapsation. Elapsation. Right. Moving on. Last story of the week. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, TikTok. I'm not on it myself. Don't believe in it. Dad. But TikTok. <laughs> uh, Star Wars is now officially on TikTok. And they just edited together Obi-Wan saying, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Uh Bloody good way of doing it, in my opinion. Good. Well done. Um, but you can follow him on TikTok, at Star Wars, if you so wish. Uh, I do not. But it is up to you. So they're on TikTok now. This is weird, isn't it? 
Yeah. Since They're all right with the social stuff. Like, they have a bit of... They do decent content for themselves, don't they, Star Wars, you know? Even on their website. Yeah. They put, like, here's the here's a mint viewing order for all the Ahsoka things in Clone Wars. You're like, all right, someone else was going to do that, so thanks for doing it. So it's sort of just one more strand to that, but yeah, what are they going to do? Life hack, Star Wars. Mm. You know what I mean? I think this is timed pretty well. I think the they normally have a couple of people that host that do all the behind the scenes mm-hmm. on at Star Wars celebrations. I've like these I can't remember the like a duo that have done it for a few years now, this woman and this guy. And uh if you can't attend the event, they live stream it and do it all on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be doing loads of stuff on TikTok now. I think it's timed pretty well. But it's uh, it's kind of weird that it's taken them this long to get on there. And it it's always weird to me, cause, just because I'm getting old probably, but I mm. always disassociate like cool, trendy social stuff with like corporate. So let's face it, Lucasfilm is a, yeah. you know, is a big corporate thing. It just seems weird that, they, that they're leaving it so late and then it feels like they're just jumping on the bandwagon to get down with the kids. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost just, like, you know, the second your mum and dad get on Facebook, you're off Facebook. You're off it, exactly, yeah. That's what it feels like. It's probably not like that whatsoever. It's just me being, you know, a dad. But yeah, it's it's just kind of weird that it's taken them a long time. Especially as everyone in the US is, anyone that mentions TikTok gets their ass kicked. Yeah. It's like, you need to delete it because it's like, you know, the Chinese spies and... China you know, second cold war with China and stuff like that. And TikTok's the Trojan horse, everything like that. You'd think that they'd be like, Oh shit. Probably want to steer clear of that, but no, get on there, I suppose. Yeah, Good. exactly. Yeah. It is, it is. I never thought about that. It is like your mum and dad getting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It is, but I'm like, yeah, I think it is. I think it's just for that short form content from behind the scenes. I, I do think you're absolutely bang on the money with that dude. I think that's exactly the reason for it. Um, to give a little bit of that start off with Star Wars celebration, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. You know, I, I get, I, I see a lot of TikTok videos not on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like people send me, I'm like, oh, look at this cat doing this fucking cat thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's hilarious. Is that from TikTok? Is it? Yeah, good. I keep sending me them because I don't want to go on it. <laughs> so might be the more of that. You know, <laughs> keep it rocking. Yeah, and it's not. Um it's not, it's not garden walled. Is it like, um, like something where you have to sign up to do it? Like anybody can view a TikTok, like you were saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I imagine these will, um, over the next few weeks in a run up to celebration, will go, they'll build it up and it will go mad across the event. So I wonder if they'll keep it going, um, past that because you and I were saying that after, after this one, they're taking a year's break, aren't they? So the next one's 2025. So I'm wondering what they're going to do with this. Because I can't imagine there's going to be somebody following Pedro Pascal around on the set of whatever, doing TikToks. Mm. That just doesn't feel uh, like something they would do. I don't know. I don't don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We will see indeed. But nonetheless, there's a link to that number one news story, number two to their TikTok account in the show notes. And that, I think, puts a pin in it for episode 186. Spark 
thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Always good to chat and go through recapping this week's news in Star Wars. It can be very difficult to keep up with things. So hopefully, while you've been driving along or gymming along or cleaning along or whatever you've been doing while you've been listening to this, hopefully it's got you up to date with the world of Star Wars. If you are going to be at Star Wars Celebration, let us know at rebellion underscore spark or sparkrebellion.com slash Twitter. Let us know if you're going to be there in London in early April. We will be there. Be good to hook up and just, you know, basically point you in the direction of all the stickers that we're going to be dropping everywhere. So let us know if you are there. But until the next time, until next week, it's adios from me, Gazla. See you next week, old China. Indeedy, indeedy. Catch you next week. Thank you very much for your amazing lead hosting skills, as always. Always uh, keeping a tight ship. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Good to chat, Star Wars. As always, and yes, links to the show notes and the stuff that we've spoken about. Tell us what you think over on the socials. Uh, We'd love to chat to you. And yeah, if you want to... um, if you want to come and have a pint or a meetup in London in a few weeks' time or a couple of months' time, whenever it is, uh, celebration and do that, let us know. We'll have a little SOR meetup if there's enough people that want to do that. Thank you very much to our patrons. You guys are awesome. Thanks for watching on the live stream and supporting us. We love you guys. And until next week for the next episode, make sure you take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always. <laughs>